Good morning. I'm sitting, standing, walking back and forth on my porch, looking out over Pine Valley and rejoicing, I guess, is what you do when you take your joy into reconsideration. You take it under advisement from the stars. That's what consideration means, you know. Sidreal-e. Sidreal-e. Speaking. So today I am alone and noticing that that doesn't bother me as much as some folks seem to think it would bother them. These uh, temporary hermit experiences are really good for me. Then to think that I could speak from here where I am completely alone to others somewhere else at some other time who may, most likely, will be alone. And that made me think of social media. It made me think of the word social. And I recalled from high school, there was a class of being called a soch. I think that was a, a word that had seeped its way east from California in the pre-Beatles 60s, the Jan and Dean Beach Boys 60s. Socias were people who were winning at the game of high school. They were the student body president and his cadre, the cheerleaders, and on a rung just below the cheerleaders were the pom-pom girls. And then below the pom-pom girls and pretty much below everybody was the glee club. I don't think they call it Glee Club, but since there's been that television show where now everybody knows, has a Glee Club trope to go by, all Glee Clubs have to fit into that Glee Club trope, I suppose. Well, my hermitage doesn't have to fit into any hermit trope. All that's necessary is for me to be alone with my thoughts and take note of the fact that I am alone with my thoughts. I'm not being edited. I'm not being judged. I can judge myself and I won't be judged. You know, if I don't make a fool of myself, I'm not going to let anybody else do it. My thinking has... uh, come around to the concept that if I am one eight billionth of the 
body of humanity that resides upon the planet right now. And my, my one eight billionth one of 80 billion that bit of the whole body of homo sapiens sapiens augmentatious upon the planet today and with my augmentations and my connections to the minds that are paying attention to social things these days. You know, the equivalent of the student body president and the cheerleaders and the backfield on the football team, the ends on the football team, the guards and the senders and the tackles, those guys were okay, but they were, they were not very smart, or that was the trope. Therefore, they didn't do much but go out on Friday night after the game and partake of the keg. I think kegs might have been after high school for me. Kegs were college. Anyway, being a soch was something that I could do or couldn't do. It came and went. I don't really know what it depended on. There were times when uh, I was one kind of a person in high school and there were times when I was another. But that is honest to God, 50 years ago, more than 50 years ago. And if I look real down in my lower drawers of my hermitage, I know that there were people I wounded in high school who may have died from those wounds. Nothing I can say now will take away a put-down. Nothing I can say now will take away a scornful joke. But one time there was this guy, his name was Jeff Moss. Jeff was of the lowest layer of the high school hierarchy. He had moved from the east to our little desert town in the west. He hadn't gone to school with all of us since kindergarten for many of the socias. So Jeff was really low down and he hung out with some real low down guys and uh, 
they all came to school with straight razors one time. And there were no metal detectors or any of that kind of stuff. And they were just standing at the end of the hall by the radiator and they were playing with their straight razors. They were flashing them out so people could see them. And I, I made fun of Jeff Moss, a guy with a straight razor in his hand. And uh, somehow or another, it, it became one of those meet me in the parking lot after school or meet me in the park after school. No straight razors involved. It was the only fight <clears throat> I ever got in that I can think of, and there was only one punch directly to my nose. And I just stepped back. 15-year-old Soch, some of my Soch friends around me in the centers and the tackles from the football team who were all Wallapai Indians, good friends of mine since first grade. And I just backed off and I said, Jeff, I don't want to fight you. I don't know how. I don't think I said, I don't know how, but that's the truth. I didn't know how to do it. Didn't know how to follow through with a punch to his nose or his belly or a boot to his balls. Didn't know how to do that. So four years later, I was really good at bayonet training. I got compliments for how gung-ho I was when I shouted, KILL! Four years. Well... I suppose there's things that happen in adolescence that change us epigenetically. You know, flip a switch in our brain for some reason or another that makes us make different choices in life. So my podcast as an archive of me Includes this day when I am sitting here, standing here, watching my valley. Imagining very briefly a series of different choices that could have been made. It's like that. You ever think about, they say, when you're getting ready to die, your laugh, life, your laughable life flashes before you. I don't know if that happens. But if you choose to meditate reality, pay attention to the time and space you occupy. Consider your occupation, your calling, 
something drew you to where you are, whether it was gravity or some listing push from a zephyr in the west. I don't know. But you can hear me so you know that when I said this I was and all that's left of me is the words I said. And they are capable of doing all that they could do then. Now, we certainly live in interesting times. God bless you. Adios.